What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Nick the Quick in the building. T of the Vault is in the building. We're talking sports. How y'all doing? First off, before I get to these topics, good man. It's been a long break. Uh, it's only been a week off, but it feels a little longer. It than does that. feel long, bro. Real <laughs> shit. Yeah, everything in the world happened in those last couple of weeks. Yeah, that NBA went crazy. At the all-star game, all that. Yeah, it's been pretty good, though, man. Nick just you? stays in physical therapy. I'm good, bro. All, all the time. I'm trying to get this finger right, <laughs> right. man, you know. <laughs> you already know. We're going to break down the Bears. First day in the NFL, you can start franchise tagging people, what they should do with Kyle Fuller. That's a big, big decision coming up for Ryan Pace. We're going to talk to Cubs, pace of play. I think that's going to be a big deal for us with you, Darvish, coming on. We're going to talk about that. Contreras had some words on that. Simeon. Third straight city championship. T was at the game at Chicago State. We're going to go into that. NBA All-Star. Of course, we're going to go into that. Talk about all the fun activities there. Close it out with a game. NBA trivia. I got some fire questions for these cats. And uh, it'll be fun. No catch up Chicago. For Chicago. By Chicago. Listen up. All right, my boys. First off, how y'all been? I know we touched on it a second ago real quick. Nick the Quick, I ain't seen you in a couple weeks. Yep. Last time I saw you, I think we was doing a pot. Yeah, I think it was there yeah, about two weeks ago, yep. Gee, the, us living the north side versus the south side, of that, that gee, the distance is, is killer, man. Yeah, and it's not. It's even worse now. You know, I was working downtown, which obviously I could shoot up here right after work. Yeah. It was no big deal, but now I'm, now I'm way up north in Deerfield, man, so it's a little bit of a trek out here, but, you know, I had to make it happen, man. No excuses, man. We're trying to do it big in 2018. You so already it's know. It's all good. T, what's up with you, baby? Same old thing, man. Uh, caught the All-Star game this weekend. Just hung out. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Actually saw saw everything live this time, which was cool. Yeah, no, it's been uh, – we were just talking about this before we hopped on. It was pretty low-key for me, too. I actually went and checked out the auto show yesterday for the first time since I was a shorty. Um, that was kind of fun. But I've been trying to lay low, man. We were talking. If you step – as soon as your foot steps out of the crib – you have spent a minimum of 150. <laughs> Easy, no no doubt about it. <laughs> like that's it. Yeah. Like just there's no there's I don't even know how it happens sometimes. It's I even go out like, yo, I'm just going to lay low. I'm going to have a couple beers. I get to the crib, I spent 210. Yeah. Like <laughs> easy. Easy. Um I'm hungry, you this go out to eat. Of that, yeah. And it's just like every time. So it's like you just got to stay your ass in the crib. Low key, I stayed in the crib and spent like eighty the other yeah, day. I ordered yeah, some it's food, bro. Right, I ordered some food. I got some wine, and then was next thing you know, I was down like eighty five. Yeah. It's like what the fuck? Yeah, they had me on Friday. I got a bottle of scotch. Yeah, I got some food. Next thing I know, I'm looking at the bank account. I'm like, man, how did I even make that happen? I didn't even. <laughs> I, I didn't even put on clothes. But like Sunday, yeah, it's funny you talk about that Sunday. So you know, I went out. Uh, Nikki and I, we went and got some lunch, whatever it was. Then we ended up staying out, and yeah, same situation, man. I mean, I had a crazy ass Sunday, and I'm down. Epic amounts of cash, and I have no idea where it went. So I'm just going to stay inside the house for the rest of the year, man. I think I'm done. That was it for me. You said 2018 is finished? I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrap. I, I can't stop myself. Dude, I live across the street from Whole Foods, too. I'm a jewel guy, heart to heart, but it's across the street, right? So, like, anytime I want to go get, like, some groceries, it's $40. Yeah. I go over there to get one thing, it's, it's $45. Yeah. Prices are down, too, so that used to be 60 Right, probably. right. So... It's just crazy. Speaking of cash, the Bears already making a couple moves. Parted ways, declined Josh Sitton, starting guards option. It was an $8 million option. Um, released Jarrell Freeman, 
that's not a big deal because our boy Christian Jones, Nick Kwiatkowski are in there, young guys that can hold down the middle. And because Jarrell was juicing. Yes. Heavy. He- heavy juicing. I don't even want to talk about that too, too much. But, yeah, he was definitely juicing. He wasn't available, and that's just yeah, that was an easy. Available. He's an older guy trying to work in young players for sure. That was an easy like let's part ways. We're done with this. Um, let's talk about Josh Sitton for a second. Go quick. T jump in whenever. We declined the eight million dollar option for our starting guard. Quick, how you feel about that? I got a take on it. But what was your initial thought when you you saw Josh Sitton? We declined the eight million dollar option. Uh, the the Bears are trying to save some cash and continue to play more young players and kind of see what you got as far as, you know, drafting a guard, trying to find some guys through undrafted free agency after the draft or see if there's just younger guys you can get, cheaper options. I don't, I don't really have a problem with it. The Packers did the same exact thing with sitting before last offseason, took a look at him, didn't want to pay him that kind of money and let him go. Um, I don't think sitting – like I said, man, the, the the Bears need to be looking at guys that you want to take with you into the future. So for them, you know, paying sitting $8 million this year and he's not a guy that you look at long term as being part of that solution, then why not, you know, start early and try to look for somebody else in that position? I have no problem with it. But what are are you going to find a serviceable dude for less than eight? How about get young everywhere else? Like your edge rushers. Yeah. Go get someone to compliment uh, Leonard Floyd. Go get younger with just like release Jarrell Freeman. Get younger with 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 the inside the linebackers. Inside linebacker, sure. Go get a corner. We'll get to Kyle Fuller in a second. Yeah. But the thing for me is if if we're gonna spend a little, so put it like this: if you're gonna go get a, a stop fill guy, that's gonna cost you six million. It's a bad move to release him for eight. Well, unless their plan isn't to get a Stopville guy. Now, we don't know what free agent guards are going to hit the market, so they might be targeting somebody else in free agency or a couple guys in free agency, and for whatever reason, they don't want to be on the hook for $8 million of Josh sitting money. I, I, you know, I hear where you're coming from, for you sure, especially because it's important to protect Trubisky. Um, but at the same time, for whatever reason, they didn't want to pay him that money. At, at this point, you got to kind of trust their plan. Yeah, I get that. But how long we paid him? Unavailable. <laughs> we paid him they were talking about moving white hair from center back to guard and getting the yeah. center i mean there's a lot of different things and, you can do and white hair's not a center so that could be part of it too exactly you want you, you i think they always envisioned white hair as a guard and i think what was it grasso was supposed to be the center but he couldn't stay healthy white hair was out of position as a center we talked about this all last yeah, year we they did. had more botched snaps than anybody i'd ever seen it didn't matter if it was Glennon or Trubisky. They were consistently botching snaps. So Whitehair is not a natural center. So th- there's, that could be your answer right there. You know, move Whitehair over there. He's the young draft pick that you want to go with. And Sidden kind of filled that role last year. You picked up Sidden last year. Same reason you picked up Glennon. You, you thought you might have had a competitive roster. And, yeah, didn't work. I just rather – I'm gonna. I'm gonna. This is how I feel about it. At the end of the day, I think it's a bad move because he built some rapport. He likes. It, it was obvious when they got released. A couple of dudes came out. Kyle Long came out. Was tweeting about how much he liked him. He's gonna sure. miss him and all that stuff. So if you if you have a you better Ryan Pace better have a plan a, a plan to fill that spot with someone that's at like three and a half four million dollars. Don't sign a stop fill guy for six million and we could have just paid him eight. He's already proven that he can play ball. 
has has built rapport with those guys, and then it's only a year. We're not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it was an option for eight million. We, I'm right. not saying you could you you were supposed to sign him for a three, four, five year right. deal, but man, I would hate to see us bring in a rookie or draft someone and then bring in like a 35 year old vet to like compete with him right. type thing, right. and then have that be an issue down the road when we go get some skill players. And that type of thing. And that's the wrong move. Again, yeah, you don't want to bring in some 35-year-old vet, you know, that's that's going to be an older guy and not get done for you. But, um, yeah, at the same time, man, the flip side of it, the only the argument that I would have for it is that, number one, who are the Bears paying anyways? And it is only $8 right. million. Dollars. And right. It's not like the Bears are going to break the bank on anybody else. And the second thing, like I said, it's important to project Trubisky. But for them, maybe just sitting wasn't the guy for them. Could be. You know, just sitting wasn't the guy for them. Maybe they really like white hair at guard. So, We'll see there. I mean, there's there's going to be a lot of a lot of a lot of shakes on the roster the whole way, no doubt. Let's talk about my boy Kyle Fuller. First off, yeah. shout out Kyle Fuller. I met his girl at Nordstrom. Supposedly was going to try to get homie on the show. Shout out Kyle Fuller. Yeah. Big ups. I've been talking. We've been talking about Kyle Fuller, showing him love yeah, all year. Oh yeah, great year. How do you feel about the franchise tag option? What what do you want to do with him? It's that classic spot where it was money time and he balled. Yeah. But before that, he was kind of sus. I'm not sure what the franchise number is for corners, but so 15.2 million dollars. 15.2 million dollars. So in his position, more so than Sidden, he's the guy that I would look at and say, Well, who else are you gonna pay? He had a great year last year. I don't think you want to break the bank on a long-term deal because, to be honest, through his first couple of year or three years, he was really un- inconsistent, right? So you don't want to break the bank. But on doesn't a long- that show that something was up with him, though? I feel like this was the first year, Fangio. You know what I'm saying? Fangio gave him that confidence, like yeah. you're gonna be the guy, you're gonna play. He was healthy, and you saw what he looked like. That boy was a monster, right? But you also saw the year before when Fangio and them were calling him out. Saying we don't know if this guy wants to play, you know, you got to go out there. And he was get it hurt done. though. You got to go out there and want to do it. But they're saying he was ready. You got to go out there and test yourself. They don't so know the if he's time. ready. I, I yeah, saw I, him ready. Okay. I saw what yeah. he looked like. Ready. He looked like he looked nice, ready, right? But at the same time, man, what do you have to lose by franchising them? Who else are the Bears going to franchise? Well, this is the thing. So I get the franchise, but can you can can you name a, a player in the NFL that's been franchised and then signed a long term deal like outside of like Dez maybe? Anytime I see a player get franchised, we, the team never retains him. It's always like it, they alienate the person or Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, that's, yeah. A, that's a good example. Yeah. But more times than not, you tag him, you tag him again, and the dude disappears. Or I don't, I don't disappears, know if that's but he necessarily goes true because you don't hear about some of the other guys that get tagged. I mean, sometimes kickers get tagged. If you're not going to use your tag, you might fuck around and tag your kicker. Like, I just read today about some guy that I never even heard of getting a franchise tag. I mean, you hear about it in, like, the Kirk Cousins situation. You hear about it with the marquee guys who, you know, might end up bolting and getting a ton of money in free agency. But I think for somebody like Fuller, I mean, what's his market going to look like? Everybody else has seen the film over on him over the last few years, too. So, I mean, last year he looked great, but... Is he going to get $15 million a year? I'm not sure. So why not test him out next no, year? No, I don't think he'll get 15 mil, and I don't think we should pay him 15 yeah. mil. But I think we should lock him up for the foreseeable future. He's a force, bro. I don't agree with that. What, I, so haven't, what you, I haven't seen enough. I would franchise him. You want Franchise him, him and see what happens. Yep, 100%. Don't let him walk for nothing, but franchise him and see what happens. 
It makes perfect sense for the Bears. The reason I don't like their it, – it makes perfect sense for the Bears to franchise him because it's 15, he's bald, and it, it, it forces us to get another, another – it gives us another year to look another at him. Another year to look at him before you give him big-time money. But, but what, what I'm you, what saying is that – What do you losing in the franchise? Like, what do you think is going to happen? His feelings are going to get hurt? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, he doesn't get – like I said, bro, it, you don't really – like, dude, like the whole Kirk Cousins thing, he gets franchised – He's never well, like he, they. They never. They never wanted. They never wanted to give him a long term deal. The same thing we do with Alshon. Exactly. We franchise Alshon and he left, but they yeah. didn't want Alshon. They looked at him for a year and said, "Hey, look, we 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 don't think we really want him anymore." And yeah, he went out and balled out in Philly, but they didn't want him. So for whatever reason, Alshon didn't want to be here either. And Alshon didn't want to be here, right? So that was that was clear. So I, I don't I don't see what's the what's the benefit of locking him up now. What you mean? He's a young corner that we drafted. He seen he he played ball last year. But you control him for another year. I like the. Fr- I'm a big fan of the franchise tag. If I was in management, I'm a big man. I'm a big fan of paying your players when they're do some cash. Not in the and, NFL. And and locking up young talent that can play. That's what I'm a fan of. Yeah, not in the NFL. Not to me. I, I don't know. I look at the Patriot way, man. You keep these dudes. And you know what's going to happen? Hey. Don't pay him big money. Sign a whole bunch of guys to mid-level deals. See what happens. And you know what happens when he goes out next year and plays like he did this year? His The price is going up. That's fine. That's the cost of doing business. What if you pay him a whole bunch of money he's trash next year? Or he reverts back to old ways? Or he loses his confidence again? Yeah, I mean, I and guess now it's, you a, got it's, him for four years it's a risk. It's a risk both money, ways. Taking up a huge cap number. That right. boy, that boy is going to come out and play like he did last year, and he's going to be looking for that we'll Pat Peterson. That Pat Peterson. Dollar. He looked really good last year. Yeah. How you T? How you feel about paying your players when when the money's due and stop fucking around? I I hate when the month the contract is up, it's time to pay, and everybody gets everybody disappears, and they don't want to talk about the contract. Like, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I think people are trying to capitalize like when they can, both team and player. Uh, and it ends up kind of screwing the players sometimes. Not a big fan of franchise tagging in general, I guess, as a concept, but it's what the NFL is. It ends up working sometimes, but um, like you said, he balls out, bets on himself, he's going to get paid, you know. Um, I just Flacco, hate when Flacco did it. Right. right. Fla- yeah. I, I just hate when teams. Yeah, that's working out real well right hey. now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, they got a ring, though. Yeah, they did. They got a ring. Yeah, now they got a bum-ass quarterback. Hey, dude, and <laughs> He's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. And a bum-ass team. He a took all the bread. A bum-ass team, bro. All the bread. But yeah. I don't know. See, that? that's a that's a good example of, like, when that shit goes wrong. Yeah, but real then wrong. you have, like, a other sport, but Jimmy Butler, who bets on himself, and then shit gets higher. But you said, and we still ended up keeping him, you know? So sometimes you end up in a in a nice like middle zone where you could still keep the guy. Um, we didn't keep him much some, longer, but you all seen somebody get hot in the contract year, though. I mean, it's just that, again, yeah, you don't want a Flacco situation where you're getting towards the end of this deal and it's like, damn, we're paying Kyle Fuller sixteen million dollars right now and he's trash. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just don't like to see when people have young talent and they deserve the money and then the, the franchise is like, uh, uh, nah, man, like. Like, put it like this. I don't have a problem. You, you know what it is? I hate when I have to look back at a deal, or especially with, a, like, our Chicago teams, and be like, man, the franchise fucked that up. Yeah. If we pay the dude after he balls and then he declines and doesn't, then it's on him. We did the right thing at the time. That seemed like the right move. That's what I can live with. 
I can't live with we franchise Kyle. He leaves, and he's a, and he's a big time corner for the next five years, and we didn't want to pay him when we had the chance. You feel me, Alshon? I mean, that's that's like you right. guys said. That's probably gonna end up being the case with him. He's gonna be balling for the next few years, and he could have been a bear this whole time. But he didn't want to be here, right? No, you know, yeah, yeah. So that, it's a little different there. But, but doesn't that? But I mean, I'm sure some but of is that. Kyle Fuller, uh, you're you're talking like he had a great year. Don't get me wrong, but you're talking like Kyle Fuller is locked down corner. Because that's the kind of money he's going to get on the market right now. So before you pay him lockdown corner market money, make sure that he is a lockdown corner. You, you don't, know those you guys. You don't think you can get away with paying Kyle Fuller like $55 million right now? No, not right now. No? no, I think I need to see another year Kyle Fuller before I pay him like a lockdown corner. Like a difference maker corner. Gee, I wish I had the tape right now. I could play this shit back. He looked good. That boy looked just he looked like good. an $11 yeah, million he looked corner good. Yeah. when I was watching him. He looked good. Give me another year. Why not? Why? What do you have to lose from franchising him? Is what I just don't understand. If you're worried, if you're that worried about his feelings, like come on, man, franchise him for a year. If he looks good, then pay him the fucking money. He'll still be the same player. Yeah, for for another thirty mil. You feel me? That's the cost of doing business. Bad business. That's the cost of doing business. All right, we'll move on. We'll see what happens because that's going to be his big. That's, that's going to be Ryan Pace's biggest move. Coming up in these next couple weeks or whatever, yeah. however long it takes. Didn't something come out where they said that they weren't gonna uh, they weren't gonna pay him? I don't well, know. The last I mean, couple of days, some some some. Or maybe he said McCaskey yeah. said that. No, I don't know if McCaskey said that. McCaskey <laughs> came out and said that. Ted Phillips. He's like, hey, listen, I don't, don't forget, forget about what Ryan says. <laughs> not I'm not paying that, that motherfucker. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, yo, let's switch over to the Cubs because big news came out today with this pace of play. Um, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, but six mound visits is the cap now. Seven. You sure? I think it's seven. You're allowed seven in a game. No, I'm pretty sure it's six. six? Okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's six. Six mound visits, catcher to pitcher in the game. I saw a clip on SportsCenter, game seven of the World Series. Obviously, it's game seven, so it's a little different. But Houston had like six mound visits in the, in the, in the first, first and second inning. So like, I get it. They wanna they wanna chop that down, but I think this is gonna be a big thing for the Cubs, especially with you, Darvish, still speaking with an interpreter. He just got to you know we just signed him a couple weeks. He's been on the squad a couple weeks. Spring training starting. How do you feel about the rule? How do you feel about rules like that in general? It's kind of like. In, impeding on like the the game as it is, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you feel about the rule? T, I'll start with you, quick, and then we we, we can go into some detail because I got a feeling about it too. Yeah, I mean rules like that, especially around baseball. I feel like people have been wanting some sort of, you know, reformation to to baseball, whether it be like, you know, I mean, seven innings right. or, or less games. Um, but then of course there's the other side where people want to stay true to how baseball has been. Um, I think you Darvish is definitely going to struggle with it, especially in the situation he's in. Um, but overall, it might be all right to to try to speed up baseball a little bit because sometimes those games can get dry. Yeah. Um, so on the Darvish thing, I actually heard that he speaks English, uses the interpreter for media purposes. Oh, so he doesn't, doesn't want to misspeak. No, so he doesn't want to misspeak. Right. Like, so sometimes he might try to say something. His English isn't like perfect, so he might try to say something that comes off completely different or his tone might not be right. But they said in the clubhouse he speaks English. He knows what's going on. 
Um, but as far as that rule goes, I kind of agree with T. Like, they need – I applaud them for trying to speed up the game and trying to make baseball more modern because they, they kind of know what it is. They know their fan base, their core fan base is not dying away, but it's not growing like the other sports are. So they're trying to do something to speed it up, make it more exciting. But at some point, man, like – it's it's strategy to make these mound visits, and a lot of times you need to do that in a game. And I would hate to see in a situation where, let's say it is a World Series game and you've already used up your six visits and you really have a strategical reason to go out there and talk to your pitcher and you can't do it because of this rule. So, like, that's why I thought it was interesting that Contreras pretty much said, fuck that. Like, you know, if I need to go out there and talk to him, I'm going to talk to him. What's, what's the penalty? I mean, how do you, you know, what do you do? Right. Charge, I mean, charge him up. A, I mean, I don't understand. Like, they said that, that they were going to, I mean, he was at. Yeah. Contreras said, I don't care. If I got to go out there, I'm going to go out there right. no matter what it is. But they're talking about ejecting catchers if they go out there past a certain amount or whatever. It's also up to the umpire's discretion what's a meeting and what's not a meeting. Um, I think that's interesting. Listen, this whole pace of play shit, let me pull up, let me pull up the, the game times over, over the years. It's... I mean, it's the highest it's been for a minute, for like the last 10, 12 years, right? But it's still not that much longer of a game. Like in 2017, average game time was three hours and five minutes. In 2004, it was three hours and two minutes. Last year, it was three hours, even. 2015, it was 256. Like even going back all the way to 1997, two hours and 52 minutes. So we're talking like 10 minutes. Now, is that worth you putting that type of restriction on a catcher-pitcher relationship and the quality of the baseball because you want to save 10 minutes? Bro, if you go into a baseball game and you're watching it on TV, that's just going to be three hours, either 247 or 305. I don't think people are turning off baseball games because it's like, yo, this is 13. This is, You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that's that big of a deal for me. For you to be changing rules and my catcher can't go out and talk to the catcher with the bases loaded in the bottom of the eighth because he used six in the seventh. He, he had a meeting in, the, in the, his sixth meeting in the seventh inning. Yeah, I mean, I don't – I hear you. I mean – you're talking about like 20 minutes up at one of those points, but like yeah, I think that's kind of substantial, man. I mean, it, it, it in your in your everyday like run of the mill game, that that's a lot of time. I feel like over the course of a season, if you're watching baseball, that's a lot of time. I'm, I'm times that by 162 games that you're gonna watch, that is a lot of time that you end up not fucking watching baseball. So I, it is kind of slow. 247 to 305 is kind of a big jump for me. Okay, so I see what they're trying to do. That's in, 20 minutes in 2005. Pace of play, the game time, average game time was 246. Yeah. Attendance average was 74,900. In 2017, it was 20 minutes longer at 305, and attendance was 73,000. Yeah, I don't think it's an attendance issue. I think it's watching on TV is more what it is. I don't think it's for the people at the game. I think at the game, 15 to 20 minutes doesn't make a difference for you. I think watching home at TV, it does. It's the difference between the game ending at 1050 and 1110. And I think that matters. 10, 50, and 11, 10. It sounds, Where did he it pull sounds, that shit from? I hear you. But I'm just saying, like, I'm just thinking of a time. Yeah, like, it, yeah, sound, yeah. it sounds like it sounds like it doesn't matter, but just, like, think about it. You know, like, every night, you know, that's an extra 20 minutes that you're not watching baseball. 
And I feel like for them, they, they their biggest complaint is that the games take too long. So if they're looking at the fact that, okay, over you know 15 years, our games are getting 20 minutes longer, we're trending in the wrong direction. So they got to make some type of change. Um, I don't know if this is it, though. Like, how much of that shit has to do with, like, TV commercial shit? You know, how much of that shit can you cut off? Which they won't, because that's the revenue source. They talked about cutting the commercial time down, too. Yeah, and then they looked at the check. Right, but, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Yeah, so, I mean, like, now, you're like you said, you're cutting into the quality of the game, which is what you don't want to do. The players talked about that, too. It's like, well, when do we, like, what about the quality of the, the product on the field? I mean... At the end of the day, they're – I don't know. I'm interested to see what happens. Because are you going to are you gonna throw Wilson Contreras out in the NLCS game six if he's if he's at six and goes talks to him at seven? No, you're not. Well, you also said it's at the umpire's discretion, which right. I think will get real interesting because you're going to have some umpires who are going to call everything a visit, and you'll have some people who don't call anything a visit. So it's like kind of like, you know, that, that, that can't be a gray area. There has to be – a visit has to be defined. How do you do that, though? I don't know, but you can't have a gray area. You're going to have, like have a, a lot of problems with with, with managers. are going to be like, what the fuck? He went out there 20 times. He's not calling these visits. I mean, like, nah. And then what about, like, is it, is it a visit when Javi Baez walks over there? Like, right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they're just going to. And if just it isn't, be, then, you, then you'll figure out a different way to right, get those visits It's just going to be a workaround yeah, of how yeah, exactly. Contreras is going to be yelling Spanish to Javi. Javi's going to walk over and tell him some shit tell like some it. shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Javi said this. Right. Okay, Wilson said this. Okay, we're good. Right, right. So, we'll see there. You Darvish, that's big. I mean, the rapport between starting pitcher and catcher is huge. With Contreras having a Spanish background, you Darvish. Having it, you not know a I mean? Spanish background. Not a Spanish background. <laughs> it's gonna be and with you, Darvish throwing like six, seven, eight pitches. Yeah, like there's a lot of stuff going yeah. on there. So that's that's gonna be something they're gonna have to figure they out. They need a good spring in spring training yeah. and and kind of go from there. Um, let's switch over to Chicago high school hoops. Simeon won their third straight city champ. T was at the game. The game was at Chicago State. The um, the big dog, Taylor Horton Tucker, balled out, going to Iowa State. Talk to me about the game. How's the atmosphere? Because I've called a game at Chicago State before. It's it's a it's fun up there. Yeah, no, the game was super cool. Uh, big line to get in, you know. So it was packed in there. I I didn't expect it to be that packed because, you know, some of these high school games, even when they got the big teams playing, you know, you won't pack a stadium. But we're pretty much in the upper level. Um, the kids put on a show, man. It, it was really good as far as like showcasing the, the big names, like uh, yeah, Taylor Taylin Horton Tucker, yeah. um, who I hadn't really seen before this. Um, I've seen Simeon's tapes and I've seen him play, but I didn't know much about him. Uh, I went with a coaching friend, and he told me kind of his background. But he definitely balled out and uh, stood out above the rest of the players. Um, that is, was he a guard or what is he? He's like a wing. He's like a probably a six six wing, but he he was doing it all, man. He was pulling up for threes, uh, you know, dunking, blocking shots. Yeah, at one point in the game in third quarter, he had three straight threes. He had a crazy behind the back pass. People yeah. were talking about. You always have the Simeon faithful at these games, so it's crazy to see guys who are in their you know forties, fifties with their family decked out in the blue and yellow. Um, you got WCIU playing all these games now, so that's good. You even got some, which is like, sick. Yeah, 
that's Definitely. dope that they're yeah. they're running they're running high school squads. And the thing about like players like um, Horton Tucker is that those the big big time guys always stand out on the high school floor. Like it's very obvious oh, yeah. that this dude is head and shoulders above right. what's going on. Especially when you see like some of these smaller players too who are standing out. It's like yo, this kid's five ten, but that's you know. A, a a player who's going D one right, so you could see that damn like he's five ten, but he's standing out like regardless of his size, and and that's the craziest part in high school hoops when you have these people in like super under underdeveloped bodies just getting buckets, and you could see that their game's gonna go places once their body does. Yeah, low key. Cool. Have you been to uh, Chicago State nah, for I a game? Been to a Chicago State game. No, never. First off. Let me talk to you about Chicago State, right? <laughs> is, it the gr- is it a grinder's gym? No, you get down there, right? No, no, no. The gym. This is what I'm going to tell you. You get down there, and, you know, Chicago State is, you know, it's like a city college university. I don't even know what it is. It, yeah. it's, shut, it's been open. No, it's shut down. Yeah, it opens yeah, back yeah, up. Yeah, they, yeah. Um, so you get over there, and there's all these, like, buildings kind of scattered around the campus. And then there's this nice ass building in the middle. And you're like, what is that? Like, that's a nice like, it's the gym. Yeah, the gym is nice as shit, bro. And everything else does, is not nice as shit. It's nicer than Welsh Ryan Arena. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yeah. I haven't been up to Welsh Ryan in a they're minute. They're rebuilding actually. it. No, they're, they're fixing it. They're fixing yeah, it they're up. Fixing crazy it right now. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been up there, but that place didn't even have that air conditioning. That was the worst. That's, that, that was bro, the worst gym in the ETHS's country. ETHS's gym was better than uh, Welsh Ryan Arena, 100%. <laughs> yeah. That gym was trash. I mean, dude, you used to get dumb hot. Yeah, it was terrible. You used, oh, dude, Welsh was Ryan terrible. was brutal. They had the fold-up benches and shit. Like, it was terrible. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Chicago State's got a nice gym. It's got a nice atmosphere. It's clean. It's open. It's kind of like open air. It's a yeah, good spot it, to have a game, for sure. Definitely. And, uh, you know, the city title is big to these guys. It's a... We were kind of talking about it. They make a big deal out of it, and they should, but they should have something like that, like maybe in the Burbs too, because they got some crazy talent up north now. Um, and the kids take this seriously, so it's like a city tournament, but to them it means a lot. Uh, Simeon three-peating, you know, it's hard to do. Of course, man. It's, that's one of those things that in the inner city they they, all, they talk about. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? So that that's always dope. Kind of It's like the big I mean it's like saying like the you know like the Big 10 tournament and stuff like that that matters to those guys in college. Like you always want to win your area. You always want to win the guys you play against the most, you know, in that tournament. You go downstate, yeah. you're playing against teams you may have never played again or never played before and will never play again, you know, against guys you didn't come up with in the city. It's like, oh, I know, dude. Like I've been playing against this dude the last 15 years of my life. Like, right. yeah, I really want I want to take it to him. And for a lot of the seniors, the last time you ever gets to play against some of those guys. So I think that city shit definitely matters. Yeah, so we'll keep y'all looped in on uh, Simeon going down state. Def- definitely just- keep an eye on Simeon because I just saw Max Prep's article yesterday, and they had him ranked ninth in the nation. So, you know, they're a team that can make some noise. It's tough. They don't have that, you know, like Derrick Rose, Jabari Parker guy, but they just got a lot of good long talent, like, all around. The NBA All-Star Game was in Los Angeles this past weekend. Always a fun time. One of my favorite weekends in sports. Best all-star game for sure. Yeah. yeah. March Madness is always a good one. Final Four, Sweet 16, Elite Eight. That opening week of March Madness. But when you're big NBA fans like we are, the all-star game is dope. 
all the bo- all the boys are together. Um, we're gonna get in, we're gonna talk about the LeBron, the Steph Curry squad, and all that stuff. Um, let's talk about before we get into that. It was in L.A. and uh, I went to Arizona State, like you guys know. So I'm from the West. Me and Quick have homies out west, and we were talking about going. And I basically came to the conclusion that like I'm not going anywhere close to L.A. because I'm not gonna be able to do anything there. Nothing. Why would I go there? Like, even the famous people are going to be getting, like, shut out of spots. Like, I saw this funny-ass meme. It was like, oh, shout out my boy, uh, Big Unk. He listens to the show. And he had, it was, I think it was his meme. It was like, if you call me and you're trying to come through the spot, bring money. If if, If you look good and your friend looks good, bring money. If you want to stand next to my table, bring money. If you want to stand next to my table, standing next to the dude that's standing next to my table, like, bring money. It was basically, like, everyone's calling everyone, like, yo, you got the hookup. Like, and, dude, there's so many people in L.A. Combined with all the athletes and the rappers and the actors, actresses, like. Everybody's already there. That was the one thing that stood out to me. Like, they showed all these people at the All-Star game. I'm like, look. None of these people had to travel anywhere. Dude, they it's just like, oh, drove, game's over in LA. All right, yeah, let's go. They yeah, just let's drove go down the Staples, yeah. right? Like, no big deal. You're not going anywhere. No, nah, regular folks not, not having no fun. Yeah. 2020, man. It. That's our year. 2020. Right. Yeah. yeah in the city, <laughs> hey, right. I'll tell you what. If you still got, if you still stay downtown uh, in 2020, you better rent, you better rent the crib out on the Airbnb. To Low key. Pay your rent for like three months. Low key. Real like, talk. Honestly. Not a joke. We were just talking about a foot steps out the crib and you spend one fifty. Yeah. And for NBA All Star, as soon as you stepped out, you probably had to spend fifteen hundred. Oh yeah. yeah. I was gonna Easy. go I was gonna go in New Orleans and I saw like two hundred level tickets for Saturday night were six hundred dollars. This is a couple years ago when it was in New Orleans. So I can't imagine what it was in L.A. and what's it going to be in Chicago. That's right. the city I'd go to if the All-Star game was going on there because it doesn't fucking matter anyways. Like, it doesn't matter what's going on in New Orleans. It's New always Orleans going on fire. in New Orleans. New Orleans is just, just cracking yeah. 24 hours a day. Like, if you haven't been out to New Orleans, I highly suggest it. It's, New Orleans is a great time. Man. It's Yeah, it's easy. It's just, yeah. Eat, listen to live music, drink. Drink. And, and legit, talk. like Sean was saying, 150 out the door in Chicago. 150 might be all right for a whole weekend in New Orleans. Yeah, you don't spend shit. I was just there in October, and I tried to spend money. You you cannot do it. And, like, not to go off on a tangent, but it is also, like, the best city to host an event in because the city just cracks. It's a small city, so you can get around quick, and the city just cracks 24 hours a day. So Interesting-ass people. The locals yeah. are really nice. The whole thing. You'll hear a lot of stories. The whole shit. And look, yeah, you no, can still no walk cops. around the street with with uh, with liquor, right? Yeah, you can go anywhere. Dude, we were getting the Ubers with liquor. The dude, it was funny. This, I was like, yo, so is it okay to drink in the car? He's like, yeah, as long as you don't do nothing crazy. You know what I mean? He goes, right, he goes right, to get arrested right, in New right. Orleans, you got to do something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I think you could do almost anything out there. You just like, don't get caught don't peeing pee on, on the, the street, street yeah. and you're good. Yeah. Like everything else. I saw there's no cops in the French Quarter. Like you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's a good Shout out time. New Orleans. Shout out to NL. Uh, uh, Drew Orleans, Breezy Anna. They love Drew Brees out there. Dude. <laughs> Every time you bring up Drew Brees, they go crazy. Yeah, Drew Brees, Breezy Anna. Runs the town. <laughs> yeah, he's that dude, man. Yeah. Um. All right, let's talk about. Let's just go through the regular the 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 three biggest pieces of the weekend: the skills comp, mm-hmm. dunk contest, three point in the game. 
Oh, and shout out Quavo for that MVP on the celebrity. Yeah, game. I saw that. <laughs> Quavo came out and was trying. He he yeah, was, he was like, like trying see him block to block all girls shot, slapped her shit. <laughs> yeah. So he was trying to get buckets off top with the left, with the left lefty Quavo yeah. lefty. Hunter. Raps like he plays ball, <laughs> slow mo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, dog. I fuck man, Quavo, my guy. Shout out the Migos continuing the streak. Yeah, they're doing their thing, bro. They're continuing their. I would have, dude. I remember when they first dropped. I every time they come up, we talk about this. The, but. the Migos. I thought you meant the streak of being on the podcast, no. but then I realized no, you. Were I mean, this hot streak of like yeah. the last two years of just just heat since, since culture has just been yeah. Since Hannah Montana, yeah, Hannah Montana. Like, <laughs> who would have thought that shit was gonna last? But it does, and it's hard. I yeah. rock with it. Um, let's talk about the skills comp because Laurie Markin and our boy was in there too, and he was doing his thing. How do you feel about the the big side and then like the skills guard like this like the skill side and then those guys coming together and kind of going at it? I like that. Yeah, I thought it was cool, man. I mean, it's not my favorite event. Um, it's fun to watch. Like you know, it's whatever. I thought it was cool to have the bigs versus small guys, and obviously you got the shooting bigs like marketing who have an advantage and things like that. But it was cool. It's cool, man. It's I mean, a little stale. You think it's, huh? it's yeah, stale? Exactly. Like after like the third run, you're just like, okay, I get it. Like. I feel like for the uh, they should change it up. Yeah, they the championship they, round should be different. Like, yeah, some more complexities. Like, it's just you know dribble around these cones, chest pass three, layup three, whatever. So it's like pretty much you know it comes down to sometimes like somebody hitting a jumper over the other person, uh, which is cool. But if there was like an added level of complexity for these you know guards and bigs to do with the ball or, or you know some kind of more advanced skill, I think that. Make it a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, these like what though? Give me an example. Y'all talking about y'all want to see more complex stuff. Like what? What do y'all want them to do? Like a, like soft, like some type of handle, like a Ky- like a Kyrie section. Yeah, like, some, I mean, it's t- like basic fundamental stuff that they're doing. And you're talking about these guys who are so fundamentally sound. I mean, you know when it when you got these seven footers who are doing this shit with ease, it's no longer it's no longer difficult. You know what I mean? Um, it's just pretty much horse because it just comes down to that jumper. You yeah, know? exactly. So then, okay, y'all, y'all still haven't told me what <laughs> they should know. Yeah, maybe they maybe they thought about it and they couldn't come they, up. They with probably something. couldn't. You said either, that, yeah. and I started thinking. Yeah. I'm like, damn, I don't know what they could add to. That. Unless you want to start making it goofy. I mean, like raise the rim, something stupid like that. But I mean, nah. that's not really a skill. Um, it's, they well, seem like, to struggle. With- so they seem to struggle the most with the passes, right? So add in another pass, something different on there. Maybe you have to do one bounce pass, one chest pass. Like that's hit a where they target struggle. with yeah. the behind the back pass. I mean, bobbing and weaving is easy and hitting the three is easy. I mean, the only thing that's hard about the three is the pressure, but the the pass seems to be difficult for some guys, even good passers. So maybe some more with that. I don't know, maybe a different timed element to it. I don't know. You got to make it more challenging and more exciting to the viewer. Shout out to Spencer Dinwiddie, though, man. That's guy my who, guy. Guy who yeah. the bull should have kept. Uh, it was cool watching him and Laurie go at it at the end. Two guys I root for, but he's super LA too. He gave the super LA interview afterwards. Nothing phased him. You know, people from LA, everything is cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. Everything, <laughs> everything is whatever. Yeah, yeah, like how's the front of your hometown? I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, uh, you know, just brought the city out. Like, just everything is cool. So shout out, shout Quick, out, Dinwiddie. Yeah. Great Twitter follow too. Is he Spencer Dinwiddie? He's one of the best NBA Twitter follows. He always gets mad when the NBA doesn't at him on Instagram or on Twitter because they they don't like, even know like, he give exists. me no love, right? <laughs> but, uh, great Twitter follow. Funny Spencer Dinwiddie story. As I mentioned, me and Quick are Pac-12 guys. Arizona State was at Colorado, like on a Wednesday night, and I had a couple dollars on Arizona State. 
Spencer Dinwiddie went crazy on me. He had like 30 and was killing Arizona State. And I was like, who is this dude? <laughs> like, I'm sitting there watching the game. I got money on, on uh, the Sun Devils, so right. I'm paying attention. I never – it was one of those bets where I'm like, oh, we got at Colorado. Yeah. All right. Like, I, I, yeah, this is easy cash. Yeah. And Spencer Dinwiddie killed me, and I've been a fan of him ever since then. So <laughs> I rock with Spencer Dinwiddie, and he's doing his thing. He's yeah, coming man. into his own for sure. He's having a nice year. No doubt. Definitely. All right, let's jump over to the, the three-point. Is Devin – I'm a big Devin Booker fan, and we, me and Quick actually had a big conversation about that 70-point game. Yeah. Bull- I thought that, that shit was dope. Was bullshit. Quick – Quick thinks it's the it's like the wackiest it was, shit ever. It was, by it was far an the L, week, right? The, it, was, it was a loss, and then if you watch, I, we had the stat. If you watch the game at the end, I mean, I think he like they were like fouling to get him. Oh fouling. yeah, I was watching trees. that game. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they were fouling on the other end to get the ball back and shit, and they lost. It was it was it was whack. It was a whack. The L was the biggest whack. thing for me. You can't lose a seventy point game. Doesn't mean it, shit. If you lose it, it and you're trying, they weren't trying to win the ball game. They were trying to get him to as yeah, many points exactly. as possible. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. They weren't That's like yeah. The way they were playing, it was just kind of weird. It was getting awkward at the end. Like how fast, how fast he was starting Man, to get shots. You up. guys don't remember that they. This was towards the end of the season. They had won like ten games. Yeah, that, won, you, that's like, the same bullshit games, you were pushing last and y'all year. Want, man, it's the same bullshit you were pushing last year about, oh, well, like, <laughs> they needed something to make them happy. You see how happy everybody was? Like, who gives a fuck? You know when you're happy when you get hey, a fucking W? Hey, man. We, that's they, when you're happy. Listen, bro. No one remembers Devin Booker's 70-point <laughs> game. That wasn't no legitimate 70. They were trying to get him buckets. Any Anybody in the league could – not anybody, but – a lot of offensively gifted players in the league could get that if you set up the game for them. LeBron could probably have 150 if you did that for him. Easy. But I will I will say Devin Booker is not like one of those, you know, like he could get you 70 if you get him shots, guys. I think he's going to have multiple, you know, 60-point games. He's, he's, he's that boy's super a problem. big time, yeah. On the offensive end, he's a problem. I think he – His team is a problem. He <laughs> His team is a damn problem for they sure. They lose by 50. Yeah, they get blown yeah, out a lot. Consistently. They've been bad for a long time now. <laughs> Who'd you guys have winning that uh, three-point contest before I had? I had Clay. I had Booker. I had Devin Booker. Yeah. I had Devin Booker. Yeah. I had Booker before. I had Larry Nance winning the dunk. We'll get there. But, yeah, I had Devin Booker. I've seen Clay fuck up in the three-point contest before. I think Clay, like. Me too, man. But his yeah. shit is so biblical. I just thought that it was bound to <laughs> yeah. Biblical is a good word. That is a good word shot. for that shit. His shit is beautiful. I think he also doesn't give a fuck. Clay Clay goes in there super high, you know. Supposedly Clay Clay is a huge party partier. Yeah, um, he had the marijuana thing in college. He smokes a lot of weed. Smokes Uh, a lot of weed. They had Bogan on a podcast, and Bogan called him Stony. They're like, they're like, what do you think about about Clay Thompson? Oh, who's Stony? Stony? And I could, I could see that for sure, no doubt about it. Clay gets it in. Clay kicks it. He doesn't. He just shoots jumpers and comes off screen. Clay Thompson lives like, a great life, man. Yeah, for Clay sure. Clay Thompson lives a not guy. a lot of pressure. No, nah, I think he's happy with it too. I don't want my yeah, own team. I don't. Yeah, please. I get, I get sixty points with eight dribbles. Yeah, like I don't. Yeah, I think that's true. Like <laughs> yeah. cheated on Hannah Stocking. Yeah, the, <laughs> he's cheated on Hannah Stocking. Yeah. yeah, he's doing all right, man. Clay that's big fat. Who do you cheat on her with? I I don't even know. I don't I don't know if they ever said it, but it doesn't matter. For NBA dude, though, living, she's bro. whatever. There's a lot of Hannah stockings for, a lot of them. for Clay Thompson. Plenty. But, um, um, yeah, no, I like Clay. Uh, yeah, th- th- I thought, but that's another one. Even when I'm watching the three point contest, and I know there's nothing you can really do to change it, but I'm just like, this gets kind of boring. Like, I like the money balls all over. Like, they changed that. I like the one money rack. I thought that that was cool. Yeah. Um, 
and there's not really too much. There's nothing you can do to it. I mean, it's the same as that contest, but it was just, I don't know. It's exciting. It gets exciting. It get, when, they, when they have to come down and hit like they have to hit 8 of 10 to win, and then they start falling, that shit's, that shit's fun, right. man. I like watching the the three-point. I don't have a problem they with that. They should have had another round, though. Yeah, they 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 did the same thing with the dunk. They yeah. changed it a couple years ago. It's tough. Like you got to get going early. If if you're done, you're that shit's over. Yeah, like, you can go out there and like dunk once and be done. Yeah, the dunk yeah. contest was you miss one dunk and it's a wrap. Yeah, yeah, yeah the like, dunk contest yeah. was real short. Speaking of not short, can we talk about actually? We'll get to that about the All Star intro. That shit was the thirteen minute, thirteen minute Kevin Hart. I thing. was fucking <laughs> outdone. I couldn't believe that shit. Um, I was at the bar, so yeah, no, I couldn't <laughs> believe that shit. We'll talk about that, but um. Yeah, Devin Booker. Devin Booker can easily win the three point contest every year, just like Clay Thompson can. Yeah, I think if Devin Booker locks up on, t- nobody talks about this. I mean, I think the like the 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 locked in NBA folks do. Clay Thompson locks up. Yeah, like no, I don't think he gets enough credit. That's for that. a no. Oh, I, yeah, I feel like Clay that, gets credit for his D. I don't think he does like he should. He locks up. Yeah. So he does, and he's a big dude. So even when his shot is off, which is not often, you know, he struggles in in other parts offensively, but he'll always lock up, uh, you know, the other teams two and sometimes three, depending how big they are. Yeah, I mean, Devin Booker to win that contest put up twenty eight points. Yeah, he went crazy. He went crazy. Oh, yeah. He was hitting everything. He went crazy. I don't yeah. know why Kyle Lowry was in it. He's not even a three point shooter. Kyle Lowry shouldn't even. Should. Tobias Harris was in it too. I, I didn't get he that. He had alright first round. He did alright yeah, though. Yeah, yeah Tobias yeah, Harris yeah. came out shooting. Yeah, but With a big dumbass headband. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, all right, let's talk about this dunk contest because I think Larry Nance got robbed. Robbed. Let's. That was you, cool. I used like some of these uh, like tribute dunks kind of throw me off sometimes, but it was super cool. He had his dad out there. I thought that was mad. I thought that was original for him to bring out because the that the husband and wife that do they like that's like their thing. They like changing all these different outfits under that curtain. Yeah, yeah. Really, really quickly. Yeah. So I thought that was cool for for him to incorporate them. I thought his pops throwback fit was hard. Yeah, yeah. That old school Phoenix Suns jersey combo. His pops like he could still go out there and play. Yeah, he looked. He was in good shape. Larry Nance was good. out there looking. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's look, yeah. Larry Nance out there looking good play for sure. Um, yeah, though the sun, that Suns uni was tough. Those shorts were super tough. Yeah. He just didn't. I feel like he didn't. Wow, like all of his dunks were really good, but none of them like, like Dennis Smith Jr. He did that three sixty between the legs, switch hands. He couldn't. And did he, he couldn't last. He couldn't flush know. it, right? No, he got he, that. Did he in, finish but, it? Yeah, but Fine, eventually. Was, yeah. No, I feel like Nance's last dunk was that that double tap was crazy. That was nice. It didn't look that nice, but it was a really hard in the, dunk. In the slow yeah. motion, it was crazy. You know what? I wasn't impressed by that dunk at all. The double tap? Yeah. Wow. I, that that didn't do anything for me. He went up and tapped it off the glass and and turned and flushed it. Like never been done before, but th- that's. That seemed like it was very easy for him. So, which one were you impressed by? With the one where he came back from around, his dad, the, his dad dunk that, that he emulated dunk, was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like no one gets length like that. No one rocks it like that. No, to cradle that joint is hard, and he rocked that super simple. You yeah, guys saw? Know. You guys see what Dennis Smith said? Uh, his last dunk was going to be no. Is he his whole thing? Like a lot of him and his fans, they think he got robbed, but. Supposedly his last dunk, he was going to dunk it with his ear. 
he was going to go up and bang yeah, it with his head? With his, I don't know. I, I He looked like he was being serious, and I know he could do it because I know he could get his head at the rim. Yeah. But yeah, he's got with somebody, his ear. hold it up there. Yeah, how, how fuck was that going to work? Yeah, he must. He Maybe he was going to Somebody holds it up there. Prop. Yeah. Yeah, just go up and bang <laughs> it remember, in. You remember when Gerald Green blew out the cupcake? <laughs> yeah. He had stupid rise, though. Gerald stu- Green. Gerald Green still has Gerald stupid. Green yeah. still has stupid rise. Still has dumb rise. Crazy I house. thought the... The Oladipo first dunk that he missed where he would like it was like a twist and he kind of brought it down and hung up yeah. and tried to flush it would have been crazy. Hey, can I see a question, man? Yeah. Just real quick. Is he corny? Victor Oladipo yeah. is corny as <laughs> is he cor- is he, dude. Is he corny as fuck? Yes. <laughs> if you go 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 to some of his social media and yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's a cornball. He's corn got ball. a cornball, right? <laughs> For sure. He yeah. can hoop, he can though, hoop though. Yeah, he's hooping his ass off this yeah, year. He can hoop, cornball, super, super cornball. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. What do you think about his Black Panther thing? I thought that was cool. I thought he should have. I thought he should have done that on the first dunk. If you have to score, if you if the two highest combined scores get you to the next joint, you have to get off to a good start. I think you got to almost bring out one of your best dunks on the first Yeah, joint. that's what I'm saying. So if he could have brought that Black Panther mask, capitalize off that buzz of that movie, and finish something decent, like a 45, you're good. They also need to get Khaled off the panel. He was fucking everything up. I thought he was the best. I thought he was going to be tossing thought, out 10s, I thought, I thought like he was super hype, but he was kind of nah, being he tough. was tough. Yeah. yeah. That Devin Booker. Okay, so let's we'll get to the finals. Devin Booker, Larry Nance. That Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. My fault. Donovan Mitchell throwing the ball off the side of the glass and jumping over Kevin Hart and yeah. flushing that was filthy. Hey, Kevin Hart's Gucci jacket was super tough. You, by you the was way. rocking with that green, that green Gucci jacket with the G U C C Y. Yeah, that shit was that jacket. And then you see Levine was talking about it. Like they had Levine on the. Uh, he was doing the telecast yeah. with him. He goes, "Ooh, that jacket's tough." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that dunk was hard. The the Vince Carter for you to give. He takes off the jersey. He has the Vince Carter piece. There's no way that dunks a 50. No, yeah. No. It, it was when Vince did it because that was the first time it's ever been done. But now a lot of these guys could do that. Nah, bro. That shit wasn't a 50. Yeah. And if I don't know if – the, can the judges see the slow-mo before they – No, I feel like they give their scores. Yeah, right they the vote. Yeah, they wrote, vote and then they look at the slow-mo. Uh, okay, yeah, because if you were to look at Larry Nance's shit in slow motion, his shit looks incredible. Everything, yeah. he's so long. He's crazy athletic. He's crazy athletic. Like, But you also, you got to remember that Mitchell is 6'3", so for him to do that windmill, it's going to be hard to look as graceful as Vince at 6'8". Yeah, definitely. And I also agree with Kenny Smith on the... the um, the attitude after. You yeah, gotta, Larry Nance didn't show yeah, that. Yeah, sell that shit. You got to sell that shit. You got to be you gotta with be the crowd. Up. You got to get the crowd in. You got to go to the judges like, come on, come on. Like, yeah. like Vince was the master yeah, of that in yeah, that dunk sure. contest. He was pointing up at the sky. He was yeah. yelling at people. The whole shit. So, always entertaining. Let's get to the All-Star game. Now, that's the worst intro across the board I have ever fucking seen in any extracurricular event across any sport. They did a musical. It was the corniest shit I've ever seen. It was whack. Like, go go pay Nipsey Hustle to come out and do some tracks. Some LA shit. From LA. Yeah. Go pay YG to come out. Dude, anything. They're not having like, YG what at happens, the All-Star game. What happened to like 
getting School a dope, getting a dope artist and doing a couple tracks. Yeah, and that's it. Like, what was that bullshit? The artist used to be in the background. Yeah, like you just be announcing the team. Like, yeah. What? What? That shit yeah, was. That shit was. Whack. Uh, it's funny. I was at the bar watching it, but um, so I couldn't hear all of it. But I remember like ten minutes into, I'm like, this is still going on. Like that shit was like twenty minutes long. Oh, bro, it was awful. Yeah. At least twenty minutes. Yeah. It, it was did just a weird musical. because like the game this year actually took a different like had a different type of energy. Like you could see that the players premeditated that you know they were gonna play a little bit harder. Um, you know the was, game was great. Yeah, right. Yeah, so for sure. I, I kinda like that. You know, it was going back to the you know how the eighties, you know, even early nineties all star games used to be where, you know, these teams wanted to win. Um Yeah, no doubt. And look, I think at the end of the day, like people said like, Oh, that hundred isn't gonna matter. When you're in the last few minutes of the game, like, or you're heading into the fourth quarter and you're kind of looking like, yo, I can either make this 100 or not make this 100, you're kind of, I don't care how much money you have. Like, at that point, it's a skins game. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get this bread if I can. Well, yeah, and you want to just, just win. Yeah, right. You want to win, but it's like, also, I mean, that, that extra 100 there for the, the motivation, like, again, if you make 20 million, yeah, it's not a lot of money to you, but. It's there, and it's like I'm not. I can't. We're already here now. We might as well yeah. go out and get this bread. And, and it's, it's all going to be charitable, but it's still, you yeah. know, it still means something. But you, yeah, you want it. Yeah, no doubt. Let's. Talk, I want to ask you guys about the Jimmy Butler thing. Okay. So Jimmy Butler, for anybody that doesn't know, gets selected to the All Star team. Waits till game time and basically is like, I'm not playing. I need rest. Should he have let someone else have his spot if he knew he wasn't going to play? Does he have the right to be like, I don't, I don't feel like playing today? He does play for Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, he plays for Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> so any rest is welcome. <laughs> so how do you feel about that, T? I'll start with you. Should like, should he just be? How did like? Is it cool that he was like, Yo, I don't feel like playing today. I'm gonna sit this out. I mean, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say that, like, he actually maybe felt like shit and didn't want to play. Um, no, maybe they the asked sa- him. Maybe they the asked same him. Day. They asked him. He, they were like, what happened today? Why didn't you play? He was like, rest, man. Just rest. That's what he said. Yeah. I, I, if that was true and it was, like, not just being snarky on some, like, I'm actually sick, but I just want to rest or, like, don't worry about it, then I think that's, that's kind of messed up because you have guys who, like, are right on that cusp who wanted to play in the All-Star game and couldn't. So for him to kind of sit there and be like, yo, look, I'm an All-Star, but I don't even feel like playing, you know, I think that's that's kind of out of line. Man, he should have if, – if he knew he wasn't going to play, he should have given his spot to my man, uh, Lou the Bucket Getter Williams, because <laughs> he Will. deserves to be there. Lou was at um, his ass on Twitter, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah like that, yeah. I think that – Depend on when he made the decision that he wasn't going to play. Like, I don't feel like he woke up on Sunday morning and said, you know, I don't feel like playing this thing. Unless he went out super tough on Saturday or something happened. But, like, you knew you were going to rest the whole time. Yeah. And it's like, you know, Jimmy Butler lives in L.A., so he could have went to L.A. and rested up if he wanted to. I don't understand what the the point of was to go up there, go through that whole thing, get introduced, be an all-star the whole weekend. And then when the game comes, you don't play. And it's not like you weren't going to get a lot of minutes. I mean, you're a top 10 player in the NBA. So to me, that just doesn't make any sense. Was he a starter? No, no. Wait. No. No, 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 no. no. He wasn't a starter. No, no, no. He wasn't. But I mean, like, close to it. I mean, Jimmy Butler's putting up 25 points a game. He's a top 10 player. So, yeah, to me, that doesn't make any sense, man. Like T said, you got guys who fought to get there, guys who might never get that chance again. Jimmy Butler is a perennial all-star. He'll be back there next year. He was there last year. Lou Williams, 
might yeah, so not have that, that opportunity fourth selection, again. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, like, a guy like Lou might not ever have that opportunity to have a year like this again. I think to some guys at the end of the day, that means something at the end of their career to say, hey, look, I made an all-star game. For sure. What if he wanted to do all the – what if he wanted to, you know, be selected, be a part of the game, but he's just like, well, I want to play. I don't feel like playing. Then he really is Hollywood Jimmy. He's de- – are we over that? No, but we know we, he is. Do we but still I mean, question like, that if he's Hollywood some, Jimmy That's or some not? ultra Hollywood Jimmy shit. I mean, like, come on, man. I mean, like, that. 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 that that's that's, a, that's, that's too far? That's too far. You can't just get there, go all the way, get all the spoils. I want to go to the dinners, and I want to be honored. And Unless he has some contract shit. Now, we don't know about it. I haven't seen his contract. If his contract said, hey, make the All-Star game, there's escalators involved in this. Um, yeah, so, you know. If he has something like that in there, for sure. But if he doesn't have anything involved in his contract or whatever it might be, that's when I have a problem with it. What if he was just looking at that second half coming up, knowing that Tom is going, man, that boy going to play every minute the rest of the season. <laughs> Wait, he he knew that he last like, week. Yeah, that's true. He knew that that's last true. week. That's what I'm saying. I find it hard to believe he woke up on Sunday was like, fuck it, I don't want to do this. I think Jimmy's an ego freak, man. That, that might be a little side note for some other time, but I think Jimmy's an ego freak. Yeah. Could be. Wait, elaborate on that. I just feel like, I, I don't know, like, you know, he's always played this role of, like, you know, the quiet, hardworking dude, but, you know, well, inside you hear these stories of, like, you know, he wants to be in control and, you know, he wants to to run the team. You, you saw that's the uh, the excerpt from uh, Noah and, you know, what he had to say about Jimmy and his time on the Bulls. Um, I don't know. It's, I feel like that's good in a way. You know, that confidence propelled him to become this perennial yeah. all-star, like you said. But Yeah, it could be. I don't know, man. I, to be honest, when I heard that, I, I didn't really mind it that much. He didn't feel like playing. I won't play. I'm an all-star. I do what I want. I, I, hey. I made the team. True. This is yeah. what I do. I get – I. I got voted on. I got picked for the team. Yeah, I'm an all star. You make you make the team on your you own next what? time. Yeah, I don't feel like playing. <laughs> I don't feel like playing. Well, that's what's up. Like oh. that's what it is. I, you know, I mean, for for Mike's last All Star game, Vince gave up his starting spot to Mike. Yeah, fuck Vince Carter. Yeah, Vince could have sat Vince there. Vince also gave up his his last season in Toronto, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> I'm wow, just saying. wait, you don't rock with Vince like that, bro. Can, I just, do you have the numbers right now? I want you to pull it up. You got your computer. Pull up Vince Carter's numbers and watch that statistical dip that year that he didn't want to be in Toronto and average 15 points a game in his prime. Do you do you yeah. rock with Randy Moss? Yeah, fuck with Randy. That's different. Don't. <laughs> Randy's Wait. different, bro, because he's not. It's not basketball. We're talking about football. Randy didn't want to block. Yo, this is the first Randy Vince was Carter still catching passes I've ever heard. Oh, though. wow, Vince Carter. Look at the numbers. It, look at, I think it's 2002, 2003, the year he gets traded to the Nets. He was a 27-point-per-game scorer. That year, he didn't want to be in Toronto and pouted his way out, averaging 16 points a game. Pull it up. Out of the middle of his career numbers, out of nowhere, there's an awful, awful like, 20 games in Toronto. The yes. year he got traded. Yeah, 16 points a game. And he what only, did he average the year before? He only played 20 games, though. Yeah, what did he average the year before? What's T-O-T? It says Toronto. T-O-R-T-O-R. Total, oh, yeah. total, total games. Yeah. Well, what did he average no, the year before? It was for and, team, but and what, he averaged, and what he averaged when he got to Brooklyn that year, that same season. The next, so no, that same season and, is going to give you the rest of the year on the yeah, Nets. Yeah, yeah. In oh four oh five, he was averaging sixteen points on Toronto. He went to New Jersey and for the last fifty seven games, averaged twenty seven and a half. I've <laughs> Come never, on, bro. Have you ever seen some shit like that before? <laughs> Have you ever seen some shit like that before? I've never. I remember watching that shit when it was happening because I I was huge into watching the NBA at that point in my life. 
that was the worst shit I'd ever seen. Because I remember watching Vince in the uh, conference finals against AI and thinking Vince was the fucking man. And then he didn't want to be in Toronto like two years later. It's the big shot. Bro, 15 AI. points a game? Man, these numbers in Toronto, he was a monster. Oh, yeah. yeah, and look what happened when he didn't want to play. That's what was he shooting, like 8% from the field? <laughs> you know how hard he got to go from 27 to 15? 16 to 27 and a half. Yeah, that's a big jump. Yeah. So I've never heard any I'm, Vince Carter slander either. Oh, that's Vince Carter slander right there for you. Vince, that, that's bullshit to me. You don't just stop playing. Yeah. Guys have complained. Guys have went to the media. But, by the way, you just said you rock with Randy Moss, and that's exactly what Randy he did. Randy Moss so didn't want to block. That's a whole nother. That's <laughs> not playing. He doesn't have that's a whole nother, That's like a whole other that. conversation. He still had 12 touchdowns. Oh, oh, Randy Moss took a whole three seasons off in a row. Where, in Oakland? What, yeah, yes. That was in Oakland. He took, he took, he took them off. Who was his quarterback? Completely. He wasn't forget about sixteen points. He wasn't doing anything. He was he was literally <laughs> sitting out games. Hey, so man. if you rock with Randy Moss, hey. you can't give Vince Carter slander on that. That's you, that's simple as that. You need to chill right now. Randy Moss gets his slander though. Vince Carter gets away with that shit. Is my whole point. Both of y'all okay. sports guys are both <laughs> yeah. didn't know about this. Yeah, true. Didn't know about this. But you, you but I, but I don't. How can you explain rocking with Randy Moss and then not rocking? That's with fine. Vince? I'm just saying Vince Carter has always gotten away with that whole season. Now they talk about he's a great veteran leader. Like he's always gotten away from that. He averaged 15 points a game in his prime in the National Basketball Association, and then went to a new team and put up 27. Come on, man. I respect him not chasing though. At the very least, like he is 41 years old chasing a ring. Oh. Hop, went to Sacramento. He's like, I'd rather be a I leader. Think, I, I don't know. Like I, a locker room leader. Is it that or is that the only place he's getting a job? He's getting a job. Nah. His veteran minimum is like $2 million, So You think he could have like, went to like Houston? I think he could, he could play on any team he wants, I feel like. Make, like I feel like call? any contender would love to have him on his team, yeah. ASG weekend always sparks dope conversation. <laughs> Me, Nick the Quick, and T talk hoops all the time. NBA primarily. So, I got some NBA trivia questions I want to ask these cats. We got a little trivia segment. Let's see what they're talking about. Question number one. What player holds the record for the most consecutive double-doubles in one season since the NBA and ABA merger? T, we'll start with you. What player holds the record for the most consecutive double-doubles in one season since the NBA ABA merger, most consecutive double doubles in one season. I want to go Shaq. T goes with Shaq. Quick, what you got? Russell Westbrook. Oh no, that's actually that's a good guess. No, Kevin Love. Fifty. That that doesn't surprise <laughs> me. I feel like I knew that. Yeah, no. Damn. Fifty three in a row. That's that That's those tough. Minnesota days. The Minnesota days are doing whatever he wanted to. Yeah. Fifty-three in a row. That's impressive, bro. Kevin Love was a beast. He was bro. a monster. Wasn't he ever like twenty-seven and sixteen back yeah, in the day? Yeah, yeah, dude. He was like a four dimes. He had a thirty thirty. Yeah. 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 Kevin Love was a, good a beast. One. Good one. That is a good question. Good one. Fifty-three games in a row. Double double for Kevin Love. All right, question number two. Quick, we'll start with you. What team drafted Ray Allen? I didn't know this till I read I it. I knew it. I know it. <laughs> what team drafted Ray Allen? Man, this is tough, huh? Was it the Hornets? 
Well, I, I got to get T's answer first. What's well, up? The Bucks or Sonics? So I'm trying to I'm trying to make a guess <laughs> out of these other squads. Uh, 1996 NBA draft. Yeah. Who drafted Jesus Shuttlesworth? I mean, it wasn't the Bucks. So who traded him on draft night? Right. I'll go. Give me Houston. The Timberwolves. Shit. Fifth overall in 96, Ooh, the, the Timberwolves boy. drafted Ray Allen and traded him to the Bucks with a future first-round pick for the draft rights to Starberry. It's not a bad that, trade. Man. Nah, nah. <laughs> man, Starberry was a beast. Yes. It's a beast coming out of Georgia Tech. Look at y'all. Y'all are 0 for 2, Coley's man. Coley's Island's Damn, finest. Bro, yeah, these stumped. are tough questions, man. Nah, dude, I, that's what I said. The, the, you guys aren't going to get this, but this is an interesting one. Michael Jordan earned $36 million in 1993. How much of that was from endorsements? Of the $36 million, what do you think was from endorsements? Th- uh, $3 million. $36 million in 1993. $3.5 million. How much was from endorsements? I'll go $6 million. Thirty-two million of that thirty-six was endorsements in nineteen ninety-three. Quick, if if he got uh, no, it oh, was only I was three think, million. I was, thinking, I was thinking ninety-eight when he made thirty-two million dollars. Yeah, he had that. Yeah, yeah. I was. I, because, I, 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 I caught the ninety-three when you asked it to T again. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I thought I was thinking ninety because I was like, oh, you made thirty-two million that year. But yeah, that's crazy. Thirty-two of his thirty-six in ninety-three. That's. I'm trying to think of who else. Gatorade, Nike, Haynes, Haynes. Fruit of the Loom. In 93? Yeah. Oh, no, Haynes or Fruit of the Loom is the same shit. No, he, hey, he couldn't have No, Haynes he didn't do Fruit of the, the Loom. He did Haynes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't catch that year. If any of us caught that year, we would have known that no one 32 million, million in endorsement money in, in 93, 93 is yeah. fucking crazy. Crazy. $32 million in endorsement money in 2018 is bananas. But 32 yeah. million in NBA money yeah. in 93 is, is, is super uh, impossible. Jordan was getting $100 million yeah. dollars a year. <laughs> that was the whole cap. Signed that Magic Johnson 15-year, 15 million. Yeah, real talk. Uh, all right, y'all, y'all, y'all should know this one. Hey, get, come on, give us, give us a softball. Record for assists in a game is 30. Scott Skiles. And my man knew that, too, so I, just, I could just yeah, blurt that, that out. Because I, I know that yeah, yeah, that yeah. quick knew it. That's a lot of dimes, bro. When you got Shaq, though, I don't know. You just throw it up there. 30 dimes, yeah, though? No, it is. It is. I want, do, you, do you, any of you guys know what who what's second? Rondo. Is it Rondo? Yeah, it of is course. Rondo. Rondo yeah. this year. I think it was Rondo yeah, that yeah, game yeah. this he year. like 27? 20, 28, 27, 28. That's yep. my man, bro. That shit he did to Isaiah Thomas is fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. I, I grew to love Rondo, man. I hate I love we Rondo. Yeah. That, that's my guy. Especially what he did to the... Remember what he did for the young guys in Chicago? Yeah, bro. I'm a huge Rondo guy. That's one of... That's the... I would go out on a limb and say top two, three best pure point guards <laughs> Rondo? of all time. Yes. <laughs> the way he ran a squad and just... Never bothered to learn how to shoot. Pure point, yeah. bro. Never never bothered to even <laughs> figure out how to score any baskets. That was G. Rondo. Well, was that the question guy. who was second? Uh, no, I was okay. just wondering if, yeah, I don't know. That, no, that wasn't part of the All question. Right. I didn't know. All right, last question. This is, think hard on this because y'all should know this. Not a lot of people have fit this description, basically. Who's the first player to be drafted number one without playing college or high school basketball in the United States? I'll put that in there. That'll help. Who was the first player to be drafted number one 
Oh, oh, I know. Without playing college or high school ball in the United States. All right, T, if he knows, then you got to guess? Give me a second real quick, man. I know. You, you got it? I've met this person. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up, man. I'm drawing a blank right now. I'm, I'm going to say I don't know. This person threw me out of a nightclub if I think it's, if it's the right person. I think it is. All right, Nick, who is it? Andrea Bargnani. He threw you out of a nightclub? Andrea Bargnani threw me out of oh, a nightclub in Toronto. Oh, man, how did I miss that? Andrea Bargnani. No, yeah, no, that's 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 wrong. Oh, that's not <laughs> Bargnani? <laughs> hey, but no, that Dude. might be right. Yao Ming. Damn. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about the first, uh, your, not your, yeah, foreign-born foreign NBA player. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, first player to be drafted number one without playing any college or high Fuck. school ball. Yeah, I way overthought Bargnani that. Bargnani was second, huh? Because <laughs> Bargnani went number one, yeah, too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah Bargnani threw me out of a club in uh, Toronto. So we were. I was visiting Cody, and this is like 2006, seven, something like that. And uh, <laughs> it was a club inside. Apparently, it was owned by Vince Carter. And oh, I, kept, back. I kept sneaking into the VIP, and like all the Raptors were there. Yeah. And uh, at one point, I snuck in. I was like, oh, yo, Andrea Bargnani, like, yo, number one pick. Like, I was super drunk. And he looked at me, he goes, you do not belong here. Some shit like that. And next, <laughs> thing I know, next thing I know, security had me out the door. So, yeah, shout out to uh, Andrea Bargnani. Oh, we got to come harder uh, next week with the Yeah, trivia. we do, man. That was disappointing. You can't man. go one for I five. I thought like those were kind of hard. Though. Those were good questions. Though. Those were I'm good glad questions, that I know though. those now. The Yao yeah. Ming one was easy. Oh, that did. I don't know how we overthought that. 53 double doubles in a row is Kevin wild. Love is crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. You're balling 53 in a row, which is, that's crazy. 36 million. Jordan made 36 million in 93. Yeah, I got a question for you. That's a lot of bread. Who's the highest paid player, NBA player of all time based on total salary? Uh, Kevin Garnett. Yeah. Easy one. Yeah, it's not good. 243 million. Cash. (laughs) KG made stupid (laughs) bread. (laughs) He made a quarter billy playing basketball. Twenty million a year. It was after like two years in the league or something like that. That was, that was he was the first one. Yeah, he, he it, was, it, it was it was the one fifty two, right? Yep. Yeah, one fifty two. Signed to a dumbass contract. Yeah. Shout out KG man. No catch up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. Back in the stew. T from the vault. Nick the quick. You already know what it is. Go subscribe, man. Tell your friends to subscribe. Pass the link to your boys. Give it a five star review. We're coming every Tuesday, Thursday for the most part. You know, we get busy sometimes too. But stay locked. No catch up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. For Nick the Quick, for T and the Vault, I'm your host, Sean Little. Let's get it.